Welcome to Mike Ferry Strategies, the official MFO podcast. Hear from Mike Ferry himself, or maybe one of his speakers, possibly one of his top coaches, and even top producers from around North America. Agents, each week you will learn how to increase your production to develop a successful mindset, make more money, and get the most out of the Mike Ferry sales system. This podcast is your portal to expert real estate training, helping you become a top producing agent. Let's get started. Thank you so much for everybody who jumps in and views and participates with our podcast and with the vault and all those things. Um, we have got this series called the Superstar Mike Ferry Agent Series that we're doing. And it's probably one of the most fun times that I could possibly spend in this realm is spending time with great agents. And we have the pleasure today of spending a few minutes with Christy Crouch. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This is so great. So why don't you tell everybody who's uh, tuned in today where you work, who you are, what you do? Okay, so again, I'm Christy Crouch, and I am with Remax here in Roanoke, Virginia, and have been in the industry doing this since 1991. So you've been at this for a while, since 1991. You and I started, I started in 80, end of 88, so we've both been at this for a long time. So a since 1991, time. always in that market, have you always been there? No, I started out in a market, uh, a city about three and a half hours away. Um, so, and then I moved here to my area in about 2000. Ah, so at about 2000. So you've been here for some time now, but it was like half uh, of your yeah. career, basically somewhere else. And then you came here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, moving to this marketplace with the, with the tenure that you have, we're not in like this big high dollar Manhattan neighborhood where you live, are we? No, not at all. The average price range is about two seventy, okay. which is up. What you know, for the, for the longest time, it hung right around you know one eighty to two hundred. So we have to sell a lot of homes here to make some money. Yes, right. You know, we <laughs> yeah. everybody loves to talk about you know West Coast of California and uh, in New York and down in Florida, and they all like to talk about the high end. But it, you know, we hang around Mike Ferry, and he's he's most impressed with agents like you that figure out how in regular America to sell a high volume of homes. What's your goal this year for transactions? 200. Ah, 200 transactions are excellent. And what kind of money does that pay? Um, we're good. We're shooting for 1.5. Last year we did 1.1. 1. 1. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so 1.1 going for 1.5. Is this mm-hmm. some of the best earnings years you've had these last couple of years? Um, definitely the average before last year was between eight and nine. And, you know, with the average, price that's what took it up because my transaction count was actually down last year okay so you had a transaction count went down a little bit but commissions prices went up so had best earnings year ever that sounds familiar with a lot of agents right right so, you know you know we talk about the beginning when you got involved with mike ferry when was that 1995 so it wasn't long after you got into real estate no not at all Okay. And then what, what did you grab a hold of first? Like what, what part of what we do really jumped at you that you grabbed hold of? You know, I mean, I, I remember sitting in the back of the room, like so many agents say, and seeing some beautiful woman stand up. And to this day, I wish I knew, but I don't know her name, but she was, you know, sharp dressed up talking about selling a hundred homes a year. And I just thought, you know what, if she can do that, I can do that. And just that, I didn't have a lot of, well, I didn't have any money when I started. I was um, actually, it would, well, let's start when I started in 2000, because I started over when I moved here mm-hmm. and I was living with my parents. I was pregnant um, 
and we were about to foreclose on our house from the town that we moved from. So a very, you know, have to kind of situation. And I thought, you know, if, if, if I can just get on the phones and do this, and then that first year in a brand new town, I sold 39 houses from just doing what Mike told me. So obviously you had some motivation to go right yeah. in that spot. You get to a brand new town, you sell 39 homes in the first year there. It's almost unheard of. Most agents probably tapping in are like, what in the heck is going on? So what did you do in that first year that caused that start? Well, first of all, I knew I needed coaching. So I got a credit card with a $15,000 limit <laughs> and I said here. <laughs> so there was that. And then I literally, Tony, I prospect, I mean, I was on the phone or door knocking, talking to people five or six hours a day because I had nothing else to do. I mean, I called, you know, that it, exactly like Mike tells us expires for sell by owners, just listed, just sold. I went to my broker. I was like, what neighborhoods, if I can find a listing, will sell? Because I didn't even know how to get to the grocery store. And he was like, okay, if you can get listings and da 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 da. And I just cold called them. So you jumped right in with the expires, the Fizbo's, just listed, just sold, the hotter neighborhoods that were there. And you said four or five hours a day. I mean, how long did you have to prospect for four or five hours a day? Um, Not long, because I mean, I did 39 deals that first year. The second year, it went from 39 to 83. Wow. I but I mean, I did what he told me to do, like black and white. And so um, after that, um. I mean, it just, it snowballed really quickly. And, uh, you know, since then, though, I mean, I've always prospected three to four hours a day, still right now. That's what Sydney, one of your coach, Sydney, is one of the first things she said, you know, you, you know, one thing you have to know about Christy is she prospects, she does, you know, she speaks what she talks about. She does it every single day. And so after, I don't know, you know going to be on video, but you see that that's today. <laughs> and so I just do got the hash marks down, right? Got the yeah. hash marks down for doing your job today. Right. Yeah. So you got you, you know, really basically started over 39 transactions, jump into the 80s. These are a couple of what I would call phenomenal growth spurts in terms of transactions. Right. Yeah. And did it, you ever and it, level off or did you ever oh, have yeah. any side turns? Did you ever backtrack in any way in this whole journey? Yeah. I mean, it went from there. Um, to, to 97, then in the hundreds and, you know, 120, 30 deal range, you know, for a couple of years, then the 2007 hit and it dropped back to 43. That's the same year I got a divorce though. So that was, okay. and, then, yeah. and then we pulled it back up. And then the frustrating part, Tony, is I, since, you know, probably 2010, nine or 10, I have been stuck at the 170, 80 range. Like my best year ever is 186. Okay. And I and I and I know that for a lot that seems, but I've been really stuck there. I haven't been able to break over that two hundred mark. Well, what's fun is um, you and I would look at that and go, "Yeah, you're stuck." We knew, and then then a lot of people that might tune into this are like, "Okay, good place to be stuck, right?" So you know, at this I mean, one seventy mark, why why would you say you're stuck? What what do you think happened there? Probably I let up the gas with really. Um, I probably let up the gas with the prospecting. You know, I still did it, but it, the intensity level wasn't there. It was, you know, in the past clients, I'm not saying they're not important. They are very important. But I think in addition to that, it takes really talking to people, people outside of that. And I think I got comfortable with it. 
Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if, and you and I both know, cause we've been around Mike very so long. If, if we're here and Mike was on the little third camera here and he was there, what, what, what do you think Mike would say out loud right now? Yeah, I mean, amen to that, you know, yeah, right. He'd say, right. You know, it's a, some, some complaint, like live a pretty good life at 170 transactions. What's your average commission there? Oh, he would say complacency. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so you're doing 170 deals. Uh, obviously, in in the area you work, you get all the recognition you probably need there, right? Yeah, and yeah. you know, it's obviously a great life at that spot. You know, great income, everything's good. So then you're now now you're back growing again. So what caused the spark? What's got you back in the growth mode? My son, he's 21, and he was in college, going to be an engineer, okay. and you know, he decided this is not for me. I can't stand it. I'm coming to join the team. So like, ah, okay. So now, now we're back. Your son's in, and now you see a pathway for this company long term, huh? Yeah, like a whole new, yeah, whole new spark, whole new, you know, inspiration for it all, and teaching and coaching him, and um, so it's been fun. This is great. And so, what is he doing on the team now? Is he listing, selling, buyers? What's he doing? Both. Um, he likes listings best, um, but he he does both buyers and and sellers. Um, he he is afraid of prospecting. Um, he has his own coach, um, and he's been doing this since he was about 19, so 19, 20, almost three years, and not on the phones yet. I'm scared. <laughs> well, you know, there's one there's one of the challenges, and I, you know, we, we study these things, and you say, you know, how many uh, great producers come from great producers, and and you know, if you think about that journey, there's a, you know, you came here, and you, you know, like you said, you're pregnant, right? You move here. It's one of those things where you go, I have to produce. And then, you know, mom's been a pretty good producer. So, you know, uh, little little challenges that go there. So his desire for prospecting has a different tone than yours did, right? It does. Yeah. And when, but when you set yourself up in a position to where you have no other choice, that'll get it for you. So over mm -hmm. the years, though, when I was complacent, I mean, I, I would put myself in an uncomfortable situation financially to help rejuvenate myself. Okay, this is this is good advice right here. So, you know, we always look at that word complacency and then what do people do about it? So you'd put yourself in a, you'd, you'd challenge yourself financially, put yourself in a little space. What's an example of something you do financially to challenge yourself? Um, I mean, most recently I bought a vacation home, a second home that's a vacation home. Um, before that, it was things like, you know, remodel, completely remodel the office, throw out your wardrobe, buy a new one, get a new car, you know, nothing so major, but enough to kind of get you, you know, stick you to where you get a little bit of uncomfortableness. Yeah, no, I like it. We, you know, we've watched Mike do that a hundred times, right? Um, yeah. You know. So, you know, your business now, where does most of it come from today? Um, most of it's going to come from, you know, I mean, I'm going to be honest, we do. The only thing we do outside of exactly what Mike teaches is we buy internet leads for our buyers agents. So sure. you know, the buyer deals, a lot of those come from Zillow. The mm -hmm. ones that don't come from that are coming from past clients, sellers that need to sell that sort of thing. But our listings is 100% coming from prospecting. Okay. And is it, is it are still the traditional expired FISBO just let you just sold as a past client? Where, what, how are you splitting it up these days? Yep. Every day, any new, I mean, there's not a lot of expireds right now in our market. Fizbos are selling. So right now it's a whole lot of 
um, you know, it's not even just lists and just sold, it's cold calling for our buyers. Okay. So neighborhoods, hey, we've, we're working with so-and-so, da, da, da. And I mean, Tony, we're picking up listings left and right as a result of that. Well, this last is, year, you this know. is something because, you know, even many of our, our long-term producing agents have struggled with this. And, and you heard Mike the other day talk about, you know, that this inventory shortage and some of these things, it's our fault as real estate agents because we don't talk to enough people. And so you you can say that some of these basically uh, just list to just sold this cold call environment produces good listings. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's I think a lot of people tuning into this need to hear that message from you because it's I uh, wish I had right front of me, but we we did the numbers last year. I mean, it generated an, an income 137,000 for us last year. Just the cold calling wow. of calling for. Yeah, not like, you know, gross commission. I mean, not like volume or anything like 137,000 of straight income from it. I forget the number of deals, but I mean, it definitely works. It works. I mean, who's going to turn that down? You know, so after doing this for all this time, how do you overcome you know, what we talk about repetitious boredom, how do you overcome that, you know, that, you know, having to do the same job day in and day out and then not go chase some shiny object down the road? I know it's hard, but I, I mean, I think about Mike and, you know, coaches over the years have told me, I mean, it's your J-O-B, get over it. And there's a lot of jobs out there that would be way worse than getting on the phone and talking to people about buying or selling homes. So I have to really keep that in my mind. I have a chalkboard in front of me and I have, you know, messages on it about the repetitious boredom. Uh, you know, a lot of times um, what motivates me are the athletes. Like right now the Olympics going on. I mean, they do the same thing over and over and over. It pays mm -hmm. well. Yeah. So you keep the visuals in front of you. You actually address it head on repetitious boredom. And then it's your job. So you just see it as it's your job, right? Yeah. Have you ever had those, some of those wild ideas of get a team of, you know, 35 agents and, and start buying every possible lead you can get? Have you ever thought about some of those ideas to grow the company? Yeah. And I've had a team as much as eight and I, it just financially and headache. I mean, for me, it was more of a headache. It's just more than I, you know, it's not for me. Did you see the profit in it when you had grown like that? Was there a profit? There was profit, but mm -hmm. profit, peace of mind, you know, because you, at least for me, I can't speak for anybody else, but agents think that that's going to get them to the point where they don't have to work as hard or they don't have to do their job anymore. That it, it was a whole new job that was a whole lot harder than picking up the phones and calling people. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's an interesting take on it, right? Um, boy, there's sure a lot of people that have got this thought in their head that to become a superstar is basically somehow for me not to do my job. And if I could just get other people to do it for me, then I don't have to and sit back and cash the checks. And you, you've, you've seen both sides of that, but you recognize that just doing your job pays really well. Why not? Yeah. It what does. kind of schedule do you have to keep now? I mean, are you working 60, 70 hours a week? What's the schedule look like for you? No, I mean, I will say, so my team consists of myself, my husband, our son, and his fiance. So it's very family oriented. And then okay. we have admin and a brand new buyer's agent. So that's, that's the whole team. And I will say that my husband and my son are the outbound agents. So it, meaning they're the ones that go out on the listing appointments and show the property. So it frees me up to do a whole lot more prospecting. Um, so schedule wise, um, you know, I'm in the office by eight or nine. Um, and I mean, like today I was on the phone from nine to one. 
Okay. Yeah. So you, you really, but you're, you're not fighting yourself working late into the evenings and, and weekends, Saturdays, Sundays and all that. No. Mm-hmm. Just by doing no. your job. You know, you mentioned something that I know a lot of people would probably relate to. How do you manage to pull off that family type structure? Cause you really do have the family in the business. How do you pull that off and not want to kill each other? <laughs> you know, how, how does that work for you? Um, we, we, we communicate a lot and we, um, are very open about it and have agreed that there's nothing that's going to be, you know, held onto or pushed onto the rug, that it's always going to be right there in the moment, you know, communicated about. And, and, and sometimes those are heated conversations. Um, but I think that works best. So you just have an open forum for communication. Everybody communicates and, and we don't push anything under the rug. We bring it out. What needs to be brought out and go forward. And, and really clear job descriptions, like, you know, I, the one that's doing, you know, the, the lead generation, the rain, you know, coaching and leading. And they are very, um, see, I think the personality styles comes into play a lot because, I mean, I'm driver. They all three of them are amiable, ish, analytical, and it works well. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I'm sure probably it works well that for you. <laughs> yeah. Cause they just want to support and do it. And it, does, it does. And it works well for them because yeah. they're getting, you know, they're getting their personality taken care of as well. Yeah. No, this is, this is really excellent. You know, uh, what would you say is the, the biggest mistake you've made in your business so far? Not, not learning to not um, really studying and learning how to be a, a, a real leader because a leader is not a dictator. And, you know, I've, I've made some mistakes about, you know. Yeah. You know, it's not, it wasn't what we signed up for, was it, in the beginning? Mm-hmm. Back when you first started, we weren't thinking having to become a leader of people and all those things, right? Uh, yeah. So, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the whole management and leadership thing with people around you. And, um, yeah, that was a lot. And I've made some mistakes in every respect from how to run the business to how to, you know, interact with them, how to man all of it. it. That's a big learning experience. Boy, if anybody could take that away from this to start working, if you're planning on building even a small team and you want to get to this kind of volume consistently, um, studying about leadership and understand becoming a leader in that way early on would be smart, right? I think we've all had some of those uh, lessons, right? Yes. So where do you think you could take this over the next three yeah. or four or five years? Where, where are you, what are you looking to do? Where, where do you want to take this company for yourself? We're looking to probably hire a couple more buyer agents this year. We're not looking to be one of those mega teams, but um, we want to expand to a couple markets that are, you know, like about an hour away from here. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother is going to be moving from um, another city here and joining us. So um, I would say, you know, we'd like to probably get to three, 350 transactions within ah, the next okay. five years. Yeah, and three three fifty, we start getting into what three million, three and a half million bucks, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. which that's another thing I want to do is really, you know, continue elevating our price range, um, and 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 that happens. We, we we I've done that over the last year and a half because I'll never forget Karen Bernardi sitting on stage a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and she talked about raising her average price, and because before I was thinking I can't, I, I you know I, I was in my own way. And yep. Karen made it sound so simple. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, and it's a matter of calling the upper end neighborhoods. It just happens. And there's that product there available for you in your city, right? I mean, there's some, there's significant amount of upper end, you know, nice priced homes that are selling every year. 
yeah, there's a there's a late market in the upper end, but really, Tony, up until that point, I if it was over four hundred thousand, I was really afraid to call them even when I was selling one hundred and eighty homes a year. Mm -hmm. Just was that just exposure so or just a lack of exposure to it, or what was that? Just lack of exposure mindset, you know, th thinking bigger, expanding, and getting getting you know versatile. I don't I just I don't come from money. I don't come from, you know, a family that's you know has a lot of anything really. So I had to really grow my mindset to to be comfortable calling the upper end. You know, in, in these interviews, this is something that has come up two or three times already. In the, in these incredible interviews, and when we talk to the superstar agents around the country at MFO. We, it's just a group of regular people doing extraordinary things, right? I, I don't know if the outside looking in says, oh, they must have some special secret ingredient or something, but you know, it's a group of just regular people that have learned how to follow a system and, and they do extraordinary things, which you're, which you're doing. It's so fun to know that that's possible, right? Yeah. Just, it really is, right? Yeah. Gosh, you know, these things, we, we could go on and on and I love this interaction, um, but I always do like to ask if you could, share with the, the audience, you know, what's some advice, what, what advice could you give to from standing from where you are today to somebody maybe that's wanting to come up this ladder like this, what kind of advice would you share? Well, it's definitely possible. Um, and it, it's, it, it takes, you know, really committing and, and doing it. Um, and I, I remember thinking when I first started, I mean, you have to accept that it's going to take time. I mean, it's, it's going to take three to five years to really build something that's sustainable and, you know, like Mike always says, duplicatable, um, like stick with it, you know, do it and stick with it and treat it like it's a real job because it pays better than most real jobs. Oh if you yeah. So you think about, you know, you have some patience with it. It's going to take some time. If you don't get the big flash in the pan overnight, that doesn't mean that you're not going to succeed at this level. Treat it like it's a real job, right? And if you do, the income is much better than a real job. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal advice. Simple. Well, you know, um, time flies in these. I, I just, I can't thank you enough, Christy, for spending some time with me and, and your, your, you know, time with the Mike Ferry organization. You've been just a really treat to have in, in the organization. So Thanks for spending a little bit of time with us all. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Excellent. That's spot on. It's fun so talking spot on. about stuff. It's so spot on. Well, it's just real. It's what you do and it's who you are. It's just so yeah. spot on real. That's the kind of message that we need. We need a, 10 times that kind of stuff out there. So awesome. Good deal. Yeah. Well, it's great catching up with you. You too. And we'll, uh, we'll obviously we'll be seeing each other soon. I don't know. Are you Are you going to Fort Lauderdale next week or do you have anything on no, schedule? No. no, I was at the production retreat and we'll be at the superstar retreat. So okay. probably yeah, we'll, now and then, but not. In, we'll see each other in July for sure then. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks All right. again. I appreciate You're it welcome. so much. Okay. Thank you, Tony. Have a good Thank day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Friday for another episode of Mike Ferry Strategies. If you like our show, visit our website at www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry TV podcast every Monday for new messages from Mike Ferry himself.